0: Hey everyone, welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Cushing. I'm Jesse Case. Andy Wood here. Yay! Look at that. We got we got a. It is a returning guest. We've had Shane on before, right? But uh, I believe so yes. Not when he's got yeah. a brand new special to promote. <laughs> uh, it, it's Ch- it's our friend Shane Torres. Hey guys, thanks for having me. How are you, boys? (laughs) Uh, Our our friend and yours, our you you know, you know Shane. Yeah,
1: Yeah. uh, beloved son of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. I was uh, no, I'm amazed at how like uh, like when I moved to the Northwest, that's where I met Andy and Shane. It's also where I met Matt. That was circumstantial at a comedy club there. I was always
2: amazed. Well, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't living, <laughs> yeah. he wasn't living in the area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Art reduction like, was by happenstance, and nothing yeah. more yeah. ever came up. Yes, yes. It's
0: <laughs> not admissible we, we, in court. Yeah, Jesse and I met, but it's not admissible in court. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it doesn't count. Um, I object, and I move to
2: Strike.
3: <laughs> overruled, he will sit down, defender
2: Oh, good counselor, Southern judge defender, oh, Andy, Andy, counselor, Andy's got a good judge voice mean. Oh man, Def- you guys- defender Defender is a bit more dramatic than I knew there was some canonized.
3: weird way to refer to a lawyer But I, think I was thinking like, of counsellor you, uh, you definitely
0: ruined it in that second sentence Just yeah. then, Andy You can't, uh, if you're going to be a judge you got to you got to stick to your guns You can't go like, ah, I knew there was a word for that There was a- <laughs> <laughs> one of my uh, favorite
1: things like living uh living back in the south watch, watching the local news i mean this happens everywhere but it's brutal down here is a uh, like cop cop talk like um when they're on the news you know what i mean like uh oh. we we ascertained that the suspect oh, was God. in the, the domicile in the vehicle he, right yeah. right and and like um and the angle
2: to- is always horrific there's like either a house or a car wreck behind them but it's like 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 at forty five degrees, but it, so it, it's like just someone
1: st- struggling so hard to sound like they're not a moron. Uh, <laughs> so it's yeah. you know what I mean. It's like being on a bad date or something. It's like when yeah. it, 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 like like we we used a chemical restraint on the uh, juvenile canine. Like you maced a puppy. Just say yeah. you maced a
2: puppy. You <laughs> maced a puppy. Just tell me you
1: maced a puppy.
2: I like, like, can, you swear they're about to start snapping. Like ah, it's um a suspect. Suspect. Uh, yeah, that's, but
1: uh, I was. But what I was saying is when I when I moved to the uh, a,
0: a bibliography felt a book. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, to right. Say book. <laughs> right, just say it like like
1: they're dressing up. You're dressing up war crimes with your whatever. You know, uh, we we uh, administered an electrical uh, current to the testes of the um, elderly man. Um, <laughs> Uh, to restrain
2: the suspect. Um, <laughs> he said something like, he won't be having any more grandkids. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I,
1: I, uh, no, it was, it was, so when I moved to Seattle, it was like 2008 or whatever. So like grunge had been over for uh, 20 years. 15. You know, yeah. I mean, it had, it had been over. Um, but then I noticed that the comedy scene uh, was just still grunge, which I thought was amazing. Like everyone else had moved on. But, like, Shane, I remember, like, we were all just, like, long-haired guys <laughs> in flannel.
2: Like, we were all just, like, yeah. grunge dudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like what do you mean, mics.
2: scenes and times change? <laughs> I moved here from Texas. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I was like, oh, this is how it happens. It's a grunge comedy scene for, like, a beautiful little moment in time. But I just remember yeah. that was the style. It was amazing. You know?
3: The individuals, uh, their sartorial choices uh, included... Uh, <laughs> Right, right. That's all I got. I can't think of Even sartorial is not the right, but you you got it.
0: A a rectangular pattern of interlaced colors. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: The
1: suspect was wearing a uh, hanging uh, uh, cap in which to hit REM sleep. Uh, He was holding a a small wax fire in which to honk, shoe, honk, shoe, as he was haunted by three... (laughs) Uh, three individuals uh, haunted the man um, in the night uh, <laughs> until he found the uh, spirit of Christmas.
2: Um, Do you think they speak like that because of like anything can be admitted in court, even their arrest record? Like what? Like they're just like I think it's constantly- pure.
1: It's pure intellectual insecurity. It's pure. <laughs> they don't have to. You know what I mean? Like like in court, you can be like if you just cut to the chase. Because they're going to cut through it anyway. the The lawyer will be like, "Oh, so you stab, you, you stabbed a guy with a butter knife because you got you were scared he had a gun, yeah, when he had a yeah. pizza. That's what happened, yeah. It, <laughs> you yeah, know, but okay. but you know, the administrator had uh, to figure uh, out where it all an Italian from, yeah. dish, uh, which could have been confused <laughs> for a firearm in his uh, you know, shut the fuck up." Anyway,
3: I, I do know civilians who use the word vehicle to, to to the exclusion of like they'll never say car. It's always vehicle, and I, I I wonder what that is. I don't know if that's also trying to impress me or. Uh, right. But do they say vehicle? I don't remember that. Is if it, it's vehicle, they're in cop zone. If you swallow the h, you're in civilian zone, kind of.
2: Yeah, vehicle. Sure. Yeah, hickle but, also leads to you know hick. If you hit it hard, is rednecky. Sure. So, yeah. uh, that also works. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: What about uh, July? What about July? Emphasis on the first syllable of the month <laughs> that follows June. What does that mean? That one always weirds me
1: out. That's a very that, southern. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That means it's,
0: you're suggesting to a, uh, a a gentleman of swarthy complexion that he might want to move on to a different town. I think that's. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had to. Um,
1: I had it ba- back in the drinking days, you know, I had to get a lawyer one time and it was just, it just was Foghorn Leghorn, this guy. And. Uh, his office was just full of train stuff, like paintings of trains,
2: you know? Why wouldn't it be?
1: Yeah. Like and, what, yeah, and he talked exactly like that, you know? He's, well, as a civilian, the local, like, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was awful. I think, like, they, like everything was worse because of that guy. <laughs> anyway, it's no big deal. Um, <laughs> it was just the most, yeah, just like a, a tweed, like he's, like, chewing on a sugar cane. You know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> so you got corn, sp- cob pipes filled with Confederate money today. <laughs> <laughs> Some trouble with the
1: law, I see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Had to pay him a barrel of tobacco. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Shane, you're still doing comedy. You didn't you didn't quit. What's going on?
2: <laughs> no. No. I- You've been recording stuff what's going on people uh, but, uh, uh, upon my uh, um, I was trying to do the cop speaking to explain your question but uh, I'm too. It's tired. hard
3: to keep up once you get past the five main words they use right <laughs> like, well, they, start, yeah, yeah they just repeat
1: up. them they don't they're not gonna throw in new yeah every now and then the FBI gets involved and it's like a guy that knows words will give a press conference and it's it's like uh, it's funny because you can see the other cops like trying to like memorize the words. I'm, I'm,
2: like, they're like, standing behind him like, ah, oh, shit, he's got what? good words. That's a good one. Do you yeah. hear that one? Oh, man. See why he's just, got some fucking local hump like me dragging right, he, around.
1: Listen to that. That guy just whipped out evasive maneuver at the press conference,
2: making us look like assholes. Yeah, he probably likes his kids. <laughs> man. Might even love them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so there's a there's a special I'm bad at pivoting.
2: No, you're good at pivoting. I liked it. Uh I was on guard. Um uh yeah, it's I, I just put it out. It came out on on December tenth on um on YouTube on uh and Burt Kreischer produced it. We called it the blue eyed Mexican. So it um it's on Very my cool. channel as well as his. Yeah. And, nice. Um, yeah, we taped it. Mm, eight, now
1: who ago. is that title about? I can't think of. I don't know any. Seems
0: random. It's it's Frida Kahlo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shane Shane
1: Torres. It seems random.
0: It's
2: just a slur my principal called me in high school.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I was watching it Uh, last night. I think she's brown eyed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And also, the. The eyes are not the first thing you're going to notice about Frida Kahlo. The eyebrows, maybe.
1: <laughs> I always wonder, though, like, I've never seen a photo of her, and I wonder if she just struggled with eyebrows.
2: Like, if she had two of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, she's
1: just very
3: bad at, at painting. The drawing part of it. Yeah, not the uh, growing part. Yeah.
1: Like, I always wonder if, like, the whole, like, even, like, the whole Mona Lisa mystery, if Da Vinci just, like, sucked at mouths, you know? <laughs> He's just, like, not great. He's yeah, just like,
2: I just can't get it Right.
1: <laughs> Smiling, frowning—it's always. I don't know. It's always the same mouth. It doesn't. Fuck.
2: You just tell you, like, like talking to his wife, like they tell me I'm a genius, but I feel like a fraud no matter what. You're the one. <laughs>
3: right. The uh, the Norm Macdonald is the sketch artist who did the Unabomber.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just every I, uh,
3: every sponsor, suspect he does. Has, yeah, he's
1: bad at hair and eyes, <laughs> right? Yeah. The ten gallon hat killer. <laughs> <healer>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I miss stage.
2: him. I miss him so yeah.
1: much. Yeah, oh, man, man, that one. That one hurt. That one hurt. But yeah. there yeah. are comics that are still. Uh, there are comics that are still with us, and they're very funny. Some of them are blue-eyed Mexicans, and Thank uh, you. and they got a special on um, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Produce- I, I was on I was you-
3: watching it last night. Very funny. And also, Thanks, man, I, I totally forgot about. <laughs> How your COVID went down And good lord I don't know if you Want to say that To to watch on the special Or not I don't know What's going on Feed you I
2: I went to Los Angeles Like everyone else Ready to capture a dream I had an opportunity With a streamer And then Not only My Like I know a lot of people Go to Los Angeles And their world falls apart But the whole world Fell apart Oh right Right (laughs) And uh, it was a True beating uh, to get the way I got it, uh, I don't know if I want to spoil it, but
3: yeah, I, I was to.
2: There was a home invasion. I was homeless. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, uh, wow. I lost my dream, and I was afraid I was going to die. I think wow. those are kind of the broad strokes without giving away the bits. <laughs> yeah. it,
1: I, um, our, our mutual friend and friend of the podcast, Augie Smith.
2: Um, oh, you know, first he, comedy mentor
1: when yeah when he was like in the uh like in his 20s or something it's so funny to me how things like weird stuff will change the trajectory of not just your career but your whole life like he moved to LA and he's like you know young hot he's got some heat you know he's, he's down there and um his air conditioner went out in his car and he couldn't like and it like he, he didn't have the money to get it fixed so it was just like it was too hot so he just like went back to Portland <laughs> and then like moved back to LA like 20 years later <laughs> it's just like man his, his like, just like a coolant leak like altered his whole life you know
2: it's so like, weird to me it is like what like sometimes truly though like the greatest fortitude sometimes is found over the smallest things like so I got it <laughs> oh, I, I think Augie uh, I mean it wasn't how long has he been in Los Angeles now 10 years probably Probably more
1: than 10 I'm yeah person, probably yeah. 10 or 11 yeah
2: yeah I think Augie gave me that car oh wow <laughs> <laughs> I, I helped him move and I think I, I think he gave me a forerunner because uh, uh, I helped him move and Man. um yeah and then it, it literally broke down three weeks later
1: when uh, uh, when did you help him move and did you have to move that giant photo they used to keep over their bed I bet it's still. There. Well,
4: Come on, it's, there's no yeah, way it's still the, there.
1: I, the first time, I, it was the most awkward, like one of the most awkward moments of my life when I was helping them not move, but move something, like move a bookcase. And and uh, we walk in, and I hadn't seen the photo, and uh, I was just like, Jesus. And <laughs> never mind. Uh, never mind, guys. Never mind. Don't Wait, worry about it. I it. love teasing it. like this work
2: not, work. not paying it off. It, this is they're good. like riding yeah. a like a griffin or something like that, or.
1: No, this was just a very, it was a very tasteful photo of his now wife. And uh, and I was like, oh, well, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to, is this cool that I'm here? Like, am I... why are we looking at, it was hilarious, it was awesome. <laughs> and now I think it's, yeah, it's both of them like with swords on a griffin or something. It's like a, a nice, yeah. you know, a tasteful 80s metal album painting.
3: Awesome.
4: Yeah,
2: I, uh, well... The photos I remember of Augie helping him move were ones with him with hair and they were headshots and it was almost as like should I be seeing this as yours.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was bizarre. Like short and had like a sweater like kind of like one of those sweaters that like doesn't have sleeves, you know, like you would wear a, like a white t-shirt underneath it. It was bananas to see
4: yeah
3: that, that guy I just I, I hadn't heard that story about the air conditioning it's like what's the opposite of Lewis and Clark <laughs> <This> is,
4: <laughs>
3: does he know what our ancestors like did to cross the I don't know the car's a little warm <laughs> going yeah, a thousand miles so. like, if if the if the goal of the like
1: uh of the pacific passage was just to like tell some dick jokes they would have turned around also right right <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure augie would have stuck it out to discover new lands you know sure
2: yeah, yeah he could he got yeah he they could have told fart jokes on the other side of the cascade mountain range <laughs> didn't have to
1: that had to suck oh, so okay. much to like see the rockies like oh. going going west. <laughs> I can't yeah. even imagine. I've never been that bummed out of like you're just like the ocean, I can feel it. Fuck. Like Lewis, you <laughs> fucked us again. You fucked us right in the ass. <laughs> like this country keeps going. Like this is unreal. And some like go some, north, he says. The,
0: go north well, he says. Also, if you if you were just discru- told it in advance, you're like the Rockies doesn't quite do justice to the fuck off massive mountains that yeah. you're yeah. seeing.
4: Skipping yeah. a little rocky, <laughs> just
0: got to get over some rockies.
1: <laughs> oh right, right. Yeah, it sounds like a like sort of a tummy ache kind of thing. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there'll, there'll yeah, oh sorry guys, we're gonna have to spend uh, half a day scrambling over these rockies that I've heard about.
1: <laughs> right, right. Everybody, you might get a pebble in your shoe, uh, so everybody, make sure your laces are tight. And someone uh, yeah. left
3: this foreboding sign that says, "Beyond these peaks lie nothing but one nighters." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I love. Uh, what is it? How much do Lewis and Clark and Harold and Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber actually have in common? It feels like a feels like a vulture article or something.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
3: yeah. Actually, that's a great. Yeah. I just to do a historical fiction, making real figures idiots is has someone done that well there was the
1: uh what was the one it was chris farley's last film he like go go west
2: or uh, wagons east go west no no No. wagons Wagons east is 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 john candy
1: Oh, oh okay uh it was uh matthew perry and chris farley and they were not real historical figures but they were competing with lewis and clark they were like the other two explorers almost heroes almost heroes there you go Oh, yeah. oh, I don't remember that. And it was just like incompetent explorers, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I do. And that was and that was it, you know? Yeah.
3: I love that. I don't know why this reminds yeah, me of that, but it. speaking of incompetence, just random thing, did I already talk about the movie No Hard Feelings on here?
0: Uh, oh, is that yes, the Jennifer Lawrence movie? Yeah. yeah, I still haven't seen it, but oh, I am no, hearing I haven't, from I haven't you and others it. that it's very good.
3: I love it, I and I, it. Lo- I hope it heralds a return to just like, Idiot, pr- idiot protagonists. Yeah, like especially yeah. it's the fact that it's a woman and an Oscar-winning a- actress. I think is so great because I think for a while we were like pigeonholing women and like they they could only be strong and brave. It was like no, women should be allowed to be funny and dumb and like flawed and yeah. No, well, one feelings. of those things,
2: one or two of those things.
3: No, I think uh, that. Well, yeah, yeah well, I'm, well, but I'm you saying mean, like like when to, you have, say- to have a character be a one-dimensional hero. Like no one wants to watch a flawless character but like Jennifer yeah. Lawrence is it's the funniest it's like an 80s sex comedy that just came out this year it's the funniest feature oh. film comedy I, I I've gotta, seen
1: I gotta check that out in I, for, it is it. It's, we do it, need a really return good. we do need a return to like cause it's it's something I think about all the time is uh and you know he's polarizing people hate him people love him whatever but like uh, like Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant like changed comedy Like they changed the face of it Yeah Like even commercials are all Every like sort of funny commercial you see Is like an awkward exchange like with Yeah true Like uh, you know it's, uh, it's everything subdued And someone looks at the camera that's in on it And everything's the office And it's like that killed the sort of like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore Right Just right. like insane
2: like yeah, over-the-top. Fucking like,
1: crazy comedy, and I yeah, really want to
2: like see the, shit on fire in movies pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, and I <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I, really want to see a return to that, like, just psycho.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I heard someone it, say they were, they were, like, in a meeting with somebody from some streamer or something, and they, they said what they're looking for right now are comedy comedies. I'm like, well, yeah, you guys should have been looking for that the whole time,
0: but, like, yeah. Yeah. good to hear. It's that a little, kinda, like...
2: Well, thanks for coming back around Yeah, now that you yeah, you that's like, why you know, I put,
0: like... put in yet another pitch for we, we mentioned it a lot when he was on the show, but Dave Foley's the wrong guy, which is oh my just God. very yeah. funny. A tight 90 minutes, almost dead on of just dumb, funny scenes.
1: Let me ask you this. Has Jennifer Lawrence been in a spaceship in a film? Because if so, yeah, passengers. There you go. She's got a spats. OK, nice. Um,
0: Oh, uh, uh, well, Liam Neeson! I, actually, I realized you mentioned that we had Liam a couple Neeson. of emails about this as well. Sorry. Okay, let's say? let's Just... explain
1: real quick to Shane. Uh, yes, uh, So please. Shane, uh, A Spats is an actor, actress, an acting person, uh, and they have to. It's an acronym, Spats. Uh, in in film, in films, they've they. It's kind of like an egot. They have had to have been on a uh, a spaceship, right? Um, a plane, an automobile. A train and a ship, like a sailing vessel.
2: Yes, okay, a seagoing vessel.
1: Yeah, not in all uh, in the same film. Yeah, uh, but well, that's the spats.
2: So we have had a couple of
0: emails in. Spaceship, plane, automobile,
2: on train, and and a boat, a, like basically. a boat,
1: sea Yeah, ship,
0: sure. yeah. yeah. So Adam Miller, re- I, I'm annoyed that I Submarine when we works. talked about Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, um, we. I was like, oh, yeah, but he wasn't a Moonraker, so he wouldn't count from that. But then f- failed to think about Roger Moore, who was in Moonraker. <laughs> uh, right, right. He was the James Bond. And so Ad- uh, Adam Miller writes in to say, Roger Moore qualifies for spats just as James Bond and almost qualifies in R- Moonraker alone, where he starts off jumping out of a small plane, rides in a gondola in Venice, which turns into a hovercraft that he, that he drives. He rolls in a ro- rolls in Rio and flies a space shuttle um, and also that movie includes a cable car, ambulance, helicopter, and a speedboat that turns into a hang glider, but there is no train, but there is a train in Live and Let Die, uh, and Connery gets close as Bond, but there's, he's around the launch of a spacecraft in You Only Live Twice, but he isn't aboard. Uh, so there's there's <laughs> hmm. a solid spatsing, and then... Yeah, um, I feel spats <gasps> in
1: the face, yeah.
0: And then, listen, Rachel Carter comes in with uh, a, another single-franchise spatsing, uh, Ian Zeering in Sharknado. Whoa! Uh, okay. Who mentions. Who says. <laughs> the first American s- James Bond. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: But, I didn't realize we were talking about proper films. Well, yeah, talking about, about we proper were, films. Uh, Apparently,
0: okay. they went to space in Sharknado 3. And in case anyone is not familiar with the franchise, Rachel has actually included YouTube links to every clip from the Spats. uh, There's a spaceship in Sharknado 3, a plane in Sharknado 2, an automobile in 1, a train in 2, and a ship in 4. Um, I'm surprised that you have to wait till 4 to get to a ship to have a shark-based movie. I don't know, maybe there are other ships. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: it's it's a Sharknado, Matt. So the sharks the, the they're coming oh, over. Yeah, land. Good, yeah. good
0: point, good point. Um yeah. yeah, so I guess he's on land, yeah. And then um and then has, has suggested and also this I'm mentioning this because this was one of the vehicles that Adam mentioned in his previous email. Um, she suggested making it spaths to add a helicopter, which Sharknado five qualifies for. Oh wow. Spats
1: no that is a that oh. that is a more tricky See, one.
0: i don't know a shirt
2: say... you guys have for your fans no or, uh, no there's no I mean
1: if we were a better podcast, it would be yeah yeah no we we sell spats uh no one wears them anymore, <laughs> but we <laughs> we, sell, we, sell, we just have a side business uh selling shoe covers um
2: who do you think uh spats the most out of any actor
1: it's gonna be in, like probably uh. Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise, probably one That's of the. That's what I was gonna
2: say. Part of the Tom uh, Tom Club,
0: but ha- I don't yep. know if Tom Cruise uh, has been in space that many times.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't either.
1: Tom Cruise has been oh, in space, surely. He's, I mean, even he's in the to... last, even in the last uh, what, where he plays uh, Maverick, it counts. He he was he was hitting zero g. Oh, also in Oblivion, duh, Oblivion. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, but I was watching um, Taken. And it. The
2: Last Samurai.
1: <laughs> yep, obviously, obviously. Um, God, he has got killed. an
0: upcoming space movie as yet unproduced. Yeah. But so I was yeah. – <laughs> here, we here an article in Rolling Stone saying Tom Cruise might actually go to space for, to film this. Oh, shirt. God, space of course. I not. remember that.
2: <laughs> God. But we've discounted – Good for him. He just we, refuses to be hemmed in in any way. Yeah.
1: We discounted, I think, because we all want to forget them, the Star Wars prequels. So that gives us Liam Neeson, surely Natalie Portman, because she's she's surely, if she's been on a train at some point, she's in there.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Harrison Ford must be in well, there. Well, Harrison Ford times. a million times, yeah. 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 I think
3: we might be at the end of. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any future James Bond spatsing. Now that James Bond is is like less comical and more, I feel like Bond from here on out is is a Bond we want to see doing real world things, which could include space travel. But I don't know, just space travel with Bond always seems like it's going to happen for a comical reason. Uh,
1: no, I Not. think we'll get back to it. I think uh, you know the whole like uh, it's like the direction Christopher Nolan took Batman, and it's like it it's going to return to the cheese. It has to. Okay.
2: Yeah, there's like um. Yeah, I can see like st- they're still having some gadgetry, but they have kind of like, um, for lack of a better word, like you know, like American actionized these movies a bit. Like, like Daniel Craig was like a brute in these movies. Yeah, I think, you know, I think of, the
0: Bourne movies kind of pushed it in a bit of a direction as well. Like the fact that yeah. that, that was a big success, and they're like, "All oh, right, it can't be quite as campy now."
1: Yeah, but people are gonna yeah. get people are gonna get sick of just like sad dudes that are
3: good at karate, right? Like, yeah, Pe- people are gonna want to, want some space cheese. God, I hope
2: not. <laughs> That's what I need. You,
3: you know what goes with some space cheese, guys? What's what goes with space cheese, Andy? A uh, space tomato.
1: What are you talking? Uh, you having a little space caprese?
3: Yeah, you little- <laughs> exactly. You just need some what? Basil and some, uh, some, <laughs> some balsamic. Uh, yeah, it turns out that the International Space Station astronauts have found a tomato that was lost in space for eight months. Did you guys know this? Yeah,
0: a couple of people sent this in. Justin Broad and Michael Valbrun both sent this in. This is from space.com, so we know it's real because they got the thing Oh, the my.
2: You mean to tell me they they can't find other civilizations in space, but they found a single tomato? They found
3: the missing tomato. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh. Now, this tomato presumably was
1: was already... It was, it was just missing inside of a structure. It wasn't just a free-floating tomato in space that they saw go by. It wasn't
3: discovered in This wasn't the Umaguma of tomatoes or whatever that, that flying toothpick was that came through our system. Uh, no, this is the remains of a tiny tomato lost by NASA astronaut Frank Rubio after an off-Earth harvest in March finally showed up on the ISS more than eight months later. Our good friend Frank Rubio, who headed home already, has been blamed for quite a while for eating the the tomato, but we can exonerate him. We found the tomato. NASA astronaut Jasmine Mogbelli said during a live streamed event on Wednesday, December 6th, that celebrated the ISS's 25th anniversary. Whoa. Happy birthday. Uh, The minor incident turned into a large inside joke for Rubio in the fall. The one-inch-wide red robin dwarf tomato was a part of the final harvest for the VEG-5 experiment that Rubio himself had tended through most through some growing pains. Each ISS astronaut received samples of the tomatoes after the March 29th, 2023 harvest, but Rubio's share, stored in a Ziploc bag, floated away before you could take a bite. The missing tomato was first discussed publicly on September 13th when
2: Rubio I'll never forget. Own...
1: I'll never forget know, when they went right? public with the tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I remember uh, where I was yeah, walking all, my kids to school. We all do. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I'd say
3: it was an inside job, is what I think. But
4: uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, when Rubio had his own event in space, marking an unexpected record year in orbit for a U.S. astronaut. Wait, why was it an unexpected record here? Oh, p- problems with Rubio's Russian Soyuz spacecraft, which were eventually resolved with the launch of a replacement Soyuz, doubled his expected six-month stay. Asked and answered, Andy, uh, I spent so many hours looking for that thing Rubio joked during the ISS live stream. I'm sure the desiccated tomato will show up at some point and vindicate me years in the future. To be fair to Rubio, the ISS is larger than a six-bedroom house. I didn't know that. And in microgravity, things can easily float away to unexpected corners. NASA's procedure is usually to check vent intakes, but in a station crowded with 25 years of stuff, it's easy to lose track of individual items. Also, the tomato search did not unduly occupy his time as Rubio's Soyuz crew performed hundreds of other science experiments despite the stress of the delay. If anything, the situation may show more about how to deal with the unexpected when growing plants on the moon or Mars, which the veggie series of experiments eventually aims to achieve. So reporters asked him about the lost tomato on October 13th, about two weeks after he safely returned home with his delayed crew. Uh, he lamented that the tomato never came to light despite 18 to 20 hours of my own time looking for that. Uh, Rubio may have exaggerated the time spent for humor. The reality of the problem, you know, the humidity up there is like 17%. It's probably desiccated to the point where you couldn't tell what it was. And someone just threw away the bag. Hopefully we'll, someone will find it someday, a little shriveled thing. Uh, While the tomato was a light part of Rubio's mission, not all of it was so easy. During the same October event, Rubio spoke about how difficult it was to stay away from his wife, children, blah, blah, blah. Uh, (laughs) He said if he'd known it was going to be a year, he wouldn't have asked for the mission. But as Rubio took some time and space to absorb the news of the delay, his connections offered unconditional help for him and his family. Uh, Let's get back to the tomato. Did they not say where they found it?
2: Can we also talk about how bored they must be in space if they're like doing an <laughs> interview. And they're like, well, Bill lost a tomato. That's kind yeah. of a big thing right now. It
3: becomes like the inside joke for the whole year. That's the one story yeah. you come back to right. No
2: wonder the moon race lost its enthusiasm after a bit. Just in <laughs> so in, the background someone... of the,
1: in the background of the live stream, there's clearly just like an alien hanging out.
2: And they <laughs> <laughs> like, there's tomatoes. It's like such a Simpsons joke. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: In Rod we trust. Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, so yeah so cool.
3: I guess they found it but we don't get to see a picture of it nor do we find out where they found it on the ISS but it has been found so Ruby Google Space not... Tomato
2: and just see what comes up yeah oh, to me.
3: so the tomato is a that's fifth stuff. of its way to getting its spats if somebody can um, yes yes, take it for a
2: little <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my there's an insane amount of coverage on this
3: is there if you look up Space what? Tomato
2: yeah, Google space tomato. There's like ten articles that pop right up, and it's all and like the New York Times and CNN. Wow. Like, yeah, good for these guys. Good
3: Astronaut's for name cleared. Okay, this tomato looks, is the fun.
2: Yeah, man. This tomato you, it, is the face dog four twenty of of, of twenty twenty three. Some whatever.
1: of this is brutal. That? If if you uh, so if you Google space tomato and then click on images there's all this like AI art that people have used for these articles. And some of them are like, they're insane. Like, I don't know what prompts these
4: people
1: put in. but Like a bunch of astronauts, like staring at a giant tomato. It is weird.
3: (laughs) I'm not getting the same. Okay, wait, I guess this one does look like a (laughs) space
2: (laughs) tomato. Yeah. (laughs) It's like just a picture of Joe Pesci on a rocket ship. No, but like, these yeah, it's just like it's, <laughs>
3: These
1: all look like ELO album covers or something.
2: <laughs> Space yeah. Tomato was the alternate um uh title for my special the Blue Eyed Mexican
1: Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Different nickname, different time. But
4: yeah.
0: it was, it was, <laughs> Wow. These are I interesting. uh I was looking at Science Alert cuz that's normally good for stories and um and I was looking at a different story, but then I couldn't resist this link to thing. Uh, I mean, this is, it's scientific enough. And while we are talking about things that get lost or things that shouldn't, maybe shouldn't be taken into certain environments, um, I've had an MRI scan before. In fact, I had one uh, for the show, or if you remember back, um, yeah. we did a fMRI study related to brain creation of humor, if you go way back uh, in the archives. But um uh they're very very conscious of you not taking any metal into the MRI because it turns into a giant ma- it's a massive v- magnet so you have got to take off any any jewelry uh you know any metal parts inside you any, you know anything like that that you, you know they you go through this very thorough um, yeah. checklist um so I'm not entirely sure how um a woman in Wisconsin a 57 year old woman thought it was a good idea to go in with a concealed gun uh, oh my god!
3: Oh my god!
0: That then fired, unsurprisingly, when it was in. Oh, uh, or and oh. Luckily, only uh, got away with minor injuries, consisting of clean entry and exit wounds through subcutaneous tissue. Uh, but yeah, don't take a loaded gun into an MRI scan.
3: I mean, or do, but at least get like super high-speed slow-mo footage of what happens. Because I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated.
0: Yeah, I mean, even a bullet separate from a gun is a bad idea. In
2: MRI. Does yeah. a person that dumb really deserve health care? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I would have assumed That's they would not awful. just trust you to be like, uh, just you have to tell us. I would assume they also have you walk through a metal detect. Like it, it, you could
0: just yeah, they, no, they mess don't up do that. And,
3: but oh my god, wow.
0: but they do. But also, normally, if you go into an MRI, you. you like you get changed into, like, you're in a hospital gown and stuff. Also you're not, that, like, right, yeah. <laughs> there's not many places you would normally have metal concealed on you. You know, they go through all the normal, like, do you have any piercings? Do you have any... Are you wearing jewelry? Take off your watch. Take off your earrings. Like, anything like that.
3: And the article uh, offers no details on that part of it, so I, I don't...
0: Yeah. yeah. Also, no pictures. No pictures. Mm. Um, but also, it says in this article... A shockingly similar incident took place in Brazil a few months prior, which was a fatal incident, where uh, his own gun fired in close proximity to an active MRI scanner. I don't know whether he actually was being scanned, though.
2: Maybe it was one of those, like, um, 3D printer guns. Oh, thought, like, but... maybe the bullet was the bullet was just like because they're like made of like, like carbonite or plastic or whatever, you know,
3: she's Malkovich-ing so made... it in line of fire.
2: <coughs> yeah, and she just thought, oh, well, it's just a bullet.
0: It's not that much metal. And then, you know, she did it. Um. So the Brazilian guy was a 40-year-old lawyer and vocal supporter of gun ownership who was accompanying his mother into the scanning room and retained the weapon in spite of verbal and written requests to remove all metal objects prior to accompanying her.
2: So yeah, of course he's a vocal proponent of guns. I'm sure she is. <laughs> yeah. But you I think like 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 that, that ambivalent existed in Brazil in the same sense, way. Right. But it's just like, yeah man, it wouldn't be so hard for you if you weren't the one speaking on this stuff. <laughs> like like this is the, oh god, fuck these people.
3: So dumb.
0: Uh, oh. by the way, the the woman who survived in this story, a Forrest Gump style, she was shot in the buttocks in the in uh, like <laughs> buttock area.
3: It's the best place to uh, to get shot. It yeah, be, it, it, have, it, yeah, it is. It, yeah. it would be really she, funny. She was if,
0: examined by a physician at the site. Uh, yeah, I've, both best place on the body and best place in general in that she was in a hospital. So right. a, a doctor right there examined the, according to the, the FDA report, examined the entry and exit holes as very small and superficial, only per- penetrating the subcutaneous tissue. Per protocol, the patient was taken to the hospital, and the patient later informed that the... At, uh, that they were okay and healing well. The site reported that prior to the exam, the patient had undergone a standard screening procedure for ferrous objects, which includes weapons specifically and answered no to all screening questions.
4: Man.
2: God, fuck
1: her. It would be funny, though, if they found a missing gun on the space station.
2: They'd be like, (laughs) we found that gun. (laughs) You know? Like a space gun for aliens? No, just kind of a... Like a snub nose, nine million. It's kind of a girl gun. If I'm being honest, yeah, honest. I'm being honest, purse
3: guns from the 30s. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's got one of those wheels that turn around. It's like the kind of Danny Glover used in Lethal Weapon. It's not like sexy, but it's
1: classic. Yeah. You ever see Predator Two? You know at the end of Predator Two.
4: Uh,
1: man, my uh, my dad when when uh, I lived in L.A. Um, and my dad visited me like, uh, so that's something is, is like, you you know, like when you live out there, people will visit and normally they want to see like all the sites, you know, like, um, uh, you can go see the plantation house, Terra or like you see wizard of Oz stuff or whatever, you know, uh, you're in yeah. Los Angeles, you're in Hollywood. It's crazy. And my dad was just the whole city was the set of predator two for him. So he was just amazed, you know, everywhere. He's like, look at that, man! They might have right there. The predator might have jumped over that, you know, in the, in the movie. And uh, and, the, and then the other thing was the the a twenty four seven. Our parents
2: would have gotten along. Our parents would have gotten along. The the other thing that blew his
1: uh, the other thing that blew his mind was the twenty four seven Home Depot. He was like, that was way cooler to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah like way cooler than anything you know at George, least you
2: know your father is exactly who he is cuz so many people move to LA and they change or they spend time there and they change your yeah. dad is himself to the core
1: he is he is like uh, you know like George Clooney is walking by us and my dad's just like that Home Depot is 24/7 <laughs> 3 in the morning and you need
2: <laughs> you need some grout it's amazing. You hey George! You don't, you don't, <laughs> hey George, you want some toggle bolts? Because...
1: <laughs> anytime you want it, it could be two in the morning. You need to toggle something. It doesn't matter. It's
0: perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just anytime you're watching the Oscars, you like everyone on that stage could buy a screwdriver at any time. <laughs> they could get wood sized at any moment. <laughs>
1: Well, she might not have an Oscar, but she can have some particle board within 15 minutes. If she, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that. So, you know, cheer up. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> yeah. Any well, kind of tape I need is available to me at any given moment.
1: Blue is mind. Like, when I, when I lived in Seattle and he visited, um, the thing that he was blown away by was the height of the curbs. Like, he was just like, <laughs> Why? He, I don't know. He went to a hardware store to buy a tape measurer to measure the curbs. <laughs> He's like, it's crazy. Why are they so high? I've never That's seen easy. that. And uh, <laughs> you know, and there's yeah, Eddie Vedder is like, like behind well, us playing it, a free show. You know, and...
2: it, well, it rains a lot, so maybe it helps prevent flooding or something. I don't yep. know.
1: Yep, there you go. Easy answers.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh.
3: Anyway, man, Predator Two Gun. That's my Predator point. Predator Two. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, That's so funny. What, what, what are we all talking about? Height. Uh you know what's even higher than a high curb? What's 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 that? A, a rogue wave.
1: A rogue wave? Oh. Uh,
0: yeah. these I still find these really fascinating, also because they were not believed for a long time. Um you know, they were there were things that sailors would talk about.
3: Like but a woman's orgasm, like, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing in our calculations that proves that either of those things could exist. But um <laughs> yeah because because they they thought it um sort of mathematically co- couldn't happen you know in their various models but yeah they they've since you know come up with new sort of uh new models that do explain the possibility of rogue waves and the highest one ever recorded um was in has has been confirmed uh as having happened in february 2022 from a a lonesome buoy that um off the coast of british columbia so not that far from where you guys all used to live. Um, oh. No. And it's 17.6 meters high. That's 58 feet.
3: Wow. Which, so, you know, wow. they, they, there have been bigger waves, but they were, like, breaking in shallow water. So this is just... And more... also,
2: like, in the rhythm, they're, they're accustomed. like
0: Right. So this is just right. the yeah. fact that
3: it's anomalous and not... Yeah, as this is just water a shallower. story
0: wall of water that just comes out of nowhere in yeah. the middle of the ocean. What, just suddenly just this... If you, it's got to be the same exact feeling somebody
2: had on 9-11 when they were in the towers. They're like, oh, really? This is how I'm going to go? Like, I would be <laughs> yeah. so upset. Oh. Ugh, yeah.
3: So, yeah, it says this only happens once every 1,300 years. That's, how do they get that number?
2: I Let's And say. I also don't think that's true. <laughs> I, like, I'm just going to – there's got to be – it has to happen more than – if it
0: happened well, once I, every I think,
2: 1,300 years, I'm too dumb to know about something that happens
0: that infrequently. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is um,
1: – Imagine being the whale under the water that just, like, farted, you know? It's like, ah.
2: Oh, <laughs> <okay." laughs> I just got to lose some goddamn weight.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's, God. It, what, they're studying
1: this now? Fuck you guys, man. <laughs> Are,
0: Jesus. Hey, pull my fin! <laughs> <laughs> it just
2: and then it just falls onto the a coral reef, Chris Farley style. Like, like <laughs> right,
4: right.
0: <laughs> So a rogue oh, wave God. is a wave more than any wave more than twice the height of the wave surrounding it. So the 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 Dropna wave, which was the the first one that was recorded, which struck an oil drilling platform near Norway. Uh, was 25.6 metres tall, while its neighbours were only 12 metres. Now, this Euclid wave was nearly three times the size of its peers. Proportionately, it was likely the most extreme rogue wave ever recorded, says physicist Johannes Gemrich from the University of Victoria. Only a few rogue waves in high sea states have been observed directly, and nothing of this magnitude. So researchers are still trying to figure out how they are formed so they can better predict when they arrive. This includes measuring rogue waves in real time, and also running models in the way they get whipped up by the wind. Uh, the buoy that uh, picked up the U- Euclid wave was placed offshore, along with dozens of others, by this research institute called Marine Labs in an attempt to learn more about hazards out in the deep. Uh, even when they occur far offshore, they can still destroy marine operations, wind farms, or oil rigs, and they can even put the lives of beachgoers at risk if they are big enough. But... Uh, none of these, neither of those two uh, took, any, took any lives or caused severe damage, but others have. Some ships that went missing in the 70s, for example, are now thought to have been sunk by sudden looming waves. The leftover floating wreckage looks like the work of an immense white cap. And apparently wave heights are going to increase with climate change, according to a 2020 study. Sweet. So it might not hold its record for as long as our current predictions suggest. Awesome.
2: Um, awesome.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah, I can't imagine these making it all the way to the shore because, like, you know, uh, tsunamis are dangerous not because of the amplitude, but the the period, which makes sense that that energy can be kept for a long. If you got a wave that's two miles wide, right? That's that's,
0: we've talked about this before, like how tsunamis (laughs) are not how I first pictured them when I heard about them. It's not like a massive crashing. It's not like a sort of surfing wave, but ten times as big. It's actually right. ten times as long. It's like it's it might only like be ten or twelve the feet. Amount of, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's the it's it's the yeah the sort of width of the wave, and it just looks like. It's been described as looking a bit, kind of bit like just pouring a soda bottle on, on, a, on a table where it just sort of just spreads, but then just keeps spreading forever. and it just yeah. keeps coming. Yeah, so it's, it just yeah, um, kind it's of not,
2: bear hugs the shoreline, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not
1: the size, it is the motion of the ocean. It literally <laughs> is. Yeah, as we all know. Most, you guys most are, little poems about dicks can be applied to fluid dynamics, I find. That's true.
3: Because um, the angle, of the dangle it, you know? is right. inversely proportional yeah, to, What, if,
1: what if we did find out they're all? D- those are like brilliant math formulas, like in
3: <laughs> Newton's fourth law. Right. 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 right.
2: The, angle yeah. the, the angle of the the angle of the key to saving the Earth is just scrawled into a bathroom stall somewhere, and like in Chattanooga, right? City
1: right. Bar. No, al- aliens are about to destroy us all, and someone holds up the middle school S. And they
2: <laughs> they all bow like to. <laughs> It just says boobs on a calculator, and they just their their lights go away, and they, uh, there's a flash, and they leave. It's
3: like 2001. They're all just monkeys, or just yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: what is uh, the rest
3: of the angle of the dangle saying? I, it, heat of the meat? What's how does how, how does it go? Heat of the meat? <laughs> Isn't that what it is? No, I don't know. Hold on a second. Hold on know. a second. I gotta Google this. Um... <laughs> The heat of the meat. I don't
1: know why that makes me laugh so
3: hard. The angle, the the angle, the dangle is inversely know, proportional to the heat of the meat. Yeah, yeah, that's the. Uh.
2: <laughs> you look so good in that dress tonight. I want you to feel the heat of my meat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the heat of the meat. Oh man. Um, yeah. Um. So I've just googled uh, penis poems but I don't know what to call it, right? Like, I don't know what we would call these penis.
2: uh... Oh, it's actually called a cocks on it.
4: Okay, okay,
1: yeah, cocks on it. Yeah, because these are just, like, weird sort of books, poetry of the penis.
3: Uh... I'm seeing them called odes. Anybody else? Uh...
0: Or anyone got any lima pricks? Oh,
3: (laughs) How many female subscribers did we just lose in the last ninety seconds?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there we uh, go. You know, you know what could get them back? Did you guys hear? So those, those. those
1: uh, I just want all. I want all the listeners to know that those uh, resigned sighs we did are as we were all trying to think of more. Yeah, oh, totally. This is <laughs> yeah. not uh, I was
0: yeah, I was going to like yeah, do something with like stanza, Yeah, I was going to do something
1: with like stanza, hands. I couldn't get it together in time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
0: haiku wasn't working for me.
3: <laughs> I am Dick, <laughs> P- uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah sure. and, I am Dick
0: pentameter. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there sure. you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Ch- Ode. <laughs> well, well, I did show. Emily Ode, but, yeah. Dickinson. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> <So> yeah
1: Oh <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
2: There you go. Was there the whole time. Yep. Oh, I'm just I'm drifting.
0: <laughs> so, uh, uh let me tell you guys uh, something Ball really glad. Uh, um valid. Uh, we get we really so, we're really scraping the barrel now.
1: <laughs> speaking of uh global warming, uh and speaking of stuff we might talk about in a second, um uh Nashville just had some insane tornadoes right here. Dead. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, was awful. yeah was I was this...
0: I, I I thought about you when that was happening. I I figured it wasn't that near you, but um It was it was like it, but...
1: just um I was at my parents place at the time, so it's safely like thirty miles south. Um now of course with these things until it actually like rolls through, you can't it's not like a hurricane. You can't say like it'll be on this street
2: Yeah, there's no there's time they're so, erratic as shit.
1: Yeah, so I was I was in the risk range, right? Like I was in but that
0: how far from a hurricane sorry, from a tornado rather, do you like if let's say a tornado passes like half a mile from you do you still? Do you can, feel distinct? Like is it? Is can, it very close? I've been deep, in them.
1: Yeah, I've like, So I've I've been in a few, I know like half a t- miles. T- a half mile away is very very close. Like you, it, depending on the severity of the tornado, you would absolutely like lose shingles and st-
2: like that's close.
1: Okay, I you'd, am, you'd hear it. You would. The air pressure would change. It'd be terrifying.
2: Can I? Sh- can I share a quick story? Share if that's it. Fine? Yeah, yeah. I, a tornado story. I um. In high school one of my jobs my last year was to clean a post office and a tornado was coming through downtown Fort Worth uh or towards it you know like that like you said Jesse you don't know where they go right. and it the the uh post office I was cleaning was just outside of downtown and it came like I had to hide in the parcel cage to for cuz of falling debris and stuff yeah. uh in the post office and I went outside and there was a Sherman Williams paint building across the street before, and then it was just complete rubble. It was gone. Like, yeah. wow. gone completely, yeah. Like, and the roof, half of the roof was off of the post office. It's yeah. it, like It was very, very close.
1: Yeah, these oh. these came in at uh, F2 and F3, the ones that just went through Middle Tennessee. Um, and it's, it's interesting, too, because radar has gotten so good that they can tell how high the debris cloud is, so you can sort of, because the the um, that rating is given after, right? Like they do surveys to figure out the strength. Um,
3: do they put those balls up there that like Philip Seymour Hoffman wants them to get into? No, they don't to, do that. To... There's no bad guys in the black uh, trucks. Everyone's kind of on the same team.
1: Okay. But
2: they... they are remaking that right now. My friend is filming it.
3: What? Oh yeah. my god. I think they already I'm remade it with sharks
2: I, apparently and yeah, so good luck. I'm I'm fine with it if I'm being hundred percent honest. I can't oh, yeah. wait okay. to see it. Yeah. But the the um... <laughs> who cares? <laughs> god. But these I mean like, three clouds I... <laughs> sorry, I'm not go ahead. Go ahead, Andy, get it out. No, I don't no, talk no. to you that much recently. <laughs> <laughs> not god. Just saying, no. Judge I, me.
3: Whatever I hated about Judge... that movie twenty five years ago has now become campy love, so like sure.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to think about anything, and that movie will do that for <laughs> yes. me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um the so they could tell as I mean I was watching it all unfold live because we were watching TV to make sure we weren't going to get hit by a tornado, and the debris clouds were like at around three thousand feet. That's where they can you know measure stuff from the ground getting tossed up, but yeah, in like a stronger tornado, uh, you know, like an F four, F five. The debris clouds can be so high, it, it actually gets in the air current itself. So, like, they'll find stuff, like, in the Joplin tornado, like the, uh, the F5 in Joplin, Missouri. It was, like, devastating. Like, it lo- like, an F5 looks like an, a nuke went off, you know? Um, like, Twister, Twister movie aside, it's insane. Mm-hmm. And, but they found debris, like, states away. Like, they'd find, <laughs> they'd find shit just in a field, like in Illinois. Um, cause the debris cloud really is horrifying. so high. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, it's the strongest force of nature on earth by several orders of magnitude. Um, good Lord. It's, yeah. It's, it's weird stuff. I haven't gone to like, the big thing here is like, stay away from the wreckage. Don't go rubberneck it. Cause you know, they're trying to clean it up. So I haven't gone up to take a look yeah. But the last tornado that went through Nashville and went through Germantown and East Nashville. And it was, it was like, Brutal, dude. I remember just driving it's around awful. through there. It was brutal.
2: There was, there was like a series of them in Alabama, like a, maybe a decade ago. Do you remember that? There were like two or three of them just split out like crazy and just wrecked through like Tuscaloosa and stuff. And, uh, yeah. There was a story of this guy who was like this gigantic football player. Him and his girlfriend were like huddled in their, uh, their bathtub because you go there because that's where the piping is and stuff. And they're usually in an internal room yeah. of the structure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, he was trying to hold. He just woke up in a field.
3: What Like, he lived,
2: but yeah, and, like he just woke up in a field, and like you know, she didn't make it. It was insane. Like because they're also like, you know, they can you can be right. One can tear something down, and then the house right next to it will be fine or undamaged, almost like yeah. that kind of. Right, stuff that,
0: that's kind of that's why I was asking what it's like. <laughs> they gave like him like a first down, not though.
2: in it, because. Yeah, 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 He, he, he got he, a first down. He got, yes. he, got the, he got the six. We're in pay dirt, boys. Walk off that tragedy.
1: There's nothing in the rule book says a tornado can't throw you over the end zone. And
2: all right. There. Water's for people who live through a tornado.
0: Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, so so this, there's this story in BBC uh, News science section saying – Scientists are eavesdropping on twisters to develop an early warning system, a new early warning system, and fight warning fatigue. So I guess f- warning fatigue is a thing. Yeah, so- yeah, that's because like, so so
1: they're doing like you'll get tornado warnings because they see it on radar. It doesn't mean one has dropped out of the sky. Um, that's right. like a special tag they add to the warning. So most warnings, the vast majority of tornado warnings, uh, in fact, like nothing happens, everything's fine. They've just done this thing here where we have warning sirens and it used to warn uh, your county would be under a warning so it would warn the whole county. So sometimes, the count, you know, if a county is big enough, you could be 50 miles, 60 miles from the potential tornado and your sirens... Right, hence
0: warning fatigue where you're your, like...
1: Your worried. sirens are going off. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they've, they've made it now where the warning polygons are smaller so now it's not county by county. Uh, so if your siren goes off, like absolutely, you know, take cover. But okay. sorry,
2: yeah. yeah, I was, ex- no, no. I was just... explaining
0: the fatigue because like every spring. No, that's good to know from like having being someone who's never been anywhere near a tornado. Um, you know, every spring,
1: the- every spring you'll be under like fifty tornado warnings, and like most of the time it's so so a lot of people start ignoring them
3: which right. is a, pro- which of is a problem of course you would
4: yeah,
2: yeah. or, yeah. or wa- like there's a difference between a watch and a warning too like a watch is they're looking for it and a warning is they've seen they've seen one so, right? uh,
3: well they've seen
1: it yeah, on radar um, the, the, so like radar doesn't go all the way to the ground so there's yeah. rotation happening in the sky which means like there could be one on the ground Um, but it's a, a warning isn't like an eyes on thing and they didn't even have tornado warnings yeah. until like uh, I think the 50s because before that there were devastating tornadoes that would kill tons of people with no warning because yeah. uh, they didn't want to freak people out like they thought it yeah. would cause mass panic.
2: Oh Yeah, we used to have... was <laughs> one, like, like, like a newer
1: thing. God,
2: There's a siren by my high school and they would test it like once a month, you know? Yeah. And it would go off in class, and like I remember one time in class with my buddy Mike, they it went off and he just like flipped his desk over and he yelled tornado. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, looking back, it was pretty funny, but now he, like, I, I kind of think he was a
0: genius, you know? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so if a tornado is coming near you, humans will hear the sounds of a tornado, which both Shane and, and Jesse are familiar with, which is, Starts with rustling of leaves, uh, squeaking of hinges, and the creak of nearby trees. Then a deafening rumble, like an approaching train. Uh, terrifying screech of nails being ripped from wooden boards, and unpredictable thuds from thuds from flying debris. So uh, it's not even it's not even mentioning like the rednecks. Spiders.
1: You you hear mainly a lot of like, holy fuck!
4: <laughs>
1: like like, you guys should at some point watch the videos of the Nashville tornado just for the people that are filming.
2: Holy shit, <laughs> man! But <laughs> dude. The, um, find out they're all find out they're all cops. That yeah.
3: vehicle was overturned by the residents with the, the individual. Vehicle
2: was, <laughs> the, the, the was soc-
0: inverted,
2: a cyclonic, uh, a barometric. My God in heaven, that's a big one.
0: <laughs> it was rotated longitudinally, but
1: by- <laughs> <laughs> it looked like God's cock. I tell you, it came on down, it dragged across. It was, like,
2: it was <laughs> like a long, stretchy one, not so much a fat. Bad one. Uh, <laughs> it's like
0: getting teabagged by the Lord, my poet it, colleague.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but there is Still another seen sound. My dog. <laughs> there is another sound that humans can't hear because it's so low in frequency; it's beyond uh, our human hearing range. But it could offer a way of providing earlier, more accurate warnings of these destructive storms. So, with winds that can reach up to 300 miles an hour. That's almost 500 kilometers an hour. The storms that produce tornadoes generate low-frequency sound waves, or infrasound, that can travel for hundreds of miles. And eavesdropping on these signals um, could lead to a new type of early warning system that could save lives.
4: That'd be very cool. Well,
2: that's exciting. Yeah.
0: Around 1,200 tornadoes hit uh, the U.S. in an average year, with most occurring in the Great Plains of the central U.S., Although, apparently, the tornado alley is changing, according to a linked article. Southeast, baby! Climate change. Yeah. Uh, so oh, really? They,
1: yeah, moving on over.
0: They cause millions, and in some cases, billions of dollars worth of damage annually, and claim an average of 87 lives a year since 1951. Um, and Good God, man. Yeah, apparently, 76 people have died so far this year.
3: Damn. You uh, know what I like about this article?
2: Zone. Is that the dollar amount lost? It precedes the amount of lives lost.
0: <laughs> like, oh. The, the, oh. Yep. God damn it. That's true. So, for decades, it's Ashley like Home
1: Furnishings is fucking gone. Look at that in the video there.
4: God
0: damn. <laughs> <laughs> God
1: damn. She's you know what we could really use or... through the goddamn. Flying into the Waffle House. Look at that. God
2: damn. You know what we could really <laughs> use right now is a. 24-hour Home Depot rebuild all this <laughs> <Right>.
4: shit.
2: <laughs> I had to go out to liberal California for
1: <laughs> yeah. that. I had to go to the woke Home Depot, but we, we're going to need some caulk.
2: <laughs> uh, their vests are or fun, Timothy though, all good than that. Timothy Chalamet buys <laughs> <screws. laughs> You
3: yeah. Gotta ask what the plywood's pronouns are now, I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is this trans drywall? Uh, I have to... <laughs> I have to go soon, but I wanted to share this, tell this. We were on this rip and it popped my head. I was back home in Texas with some buddies and it was around Halloween and we were all going to meet for drinks at my friend's house. And my buddy John lives in San Francisco and he started taking pictures of this house with all his Halloween decorations on it. And this guy comes outside and he's like, can I help you? And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I don't live in Texas anymore. And these like your Halloween decorations are awesome. I just don't see them. He goes, uh, and he goes. Where do you live? And he goes, uh, I live in, I live in San Francisco. And the guy goes, with Nancy Pelosi. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, with Nancy Pelosi.
2: <laughs> yes, the Speaker of the House, Nancy yep. Pelosi.
3: <laughs> we spin the chore wheel to decide which of us fills the dishwasher, which of us empties the
0: dishwasher. Yep. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Um, oh. well, listen,
0: we, sh- we should we fi- should we'll we'll finish the the science part of the tornado story, uh, <laughs> yeah. after Shane ducked out because uh, we were on a tight time crunch. for yeah, Shane we Shane got, has to go do
1: important got- comedy stuff. Yeah. We got carried I'm away trying. with
0: tornado chat for way too long. <laughs> but Shane, <laughs> where can our listeners find you, and more importantly, your brand new special?
2: Uh, it's uh, Shane tours across all social media platforms. Shane is a comedian. And uh, the special, the blue-eyed Mexican, is on YouTube on Bert Kreischer's channel as well as my channel. They, uh, Bert, Bert, and his wife Leanne were like generous enough to produce it and give me that's awesome. And then you can also catch me on the road all the time. I'll be in Portland for New Year's.
3: Oh, sweet! And I became friends. Yeah, yeah. at the at at the helium at helium. I'm assuming
2: at at helium. Yeah, at the at the at the club. Yeah, so. I'll be there. Um, thank you guys for having me. It's it's a yeah. It's been a, it's been. A, I think I think I've seen Matt the most recently, which is wild. Like yeah. Yeah, uh, circumstantially well though, circumstantial. Circumstantially. Yeah. When, when you <laughs> see
0: Matt, yeah.
1: yeah. Circumstantially. Yeah. But
0: um, yeah. Check out Shane. Check, check out Shane's special. Go and see him live. He's so funny. Yeah. And indeed. Shane, well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. We'll thanks. See you next a lot. time.
2: Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Take care. Yeah. See you, you, buddy. Bye.
0: So, so here's here's what they've done. So for decades, they've, these meteorologists have tried to struggle, uh, have tried to struggle, they've, they've tried, tried to struggle. Only they could struggle, but they failed and <laughs> succeeded. Uh, they tried to, they struggled to identify which storms will produce tornadoes and which won't. So I think this is what you were talking about, Jesse. With like they can identify the patterns in the air. Right. Um, so Chris uh, Noatusky, who's associate professor in the Department of Atmospheric Sciences at Texas A and M, said while experts are fairly good at predicting the large scale scale conditions that can produce tornadoes up to days in advance, predicting when and where specific tornadoes will form is more difficult. Several storms that seem capable of producing a tornado might exist in the same favorable environment, but only one or two will actually produce one. So, most destructive tornadoes spawn from supercells, which are violent thunderstorms that form from a persistent rotating updraft, known as a mesocyclone, that generates tall, anvil-shaped clouds and bring severe weather including heavy rain, high winds, and large hailstones. When conditions are favourable, downdrafts within the supercell, storm, concentrate the rotating air into lower levels of the atmosphere, which eventually becomes focused into a narrow column, and then when that reaches the ground, that becomes a tornado. But there are many theories about what causes this to happen, like temperature differences in the air on the outside of the storm, but the exact conditions that cause a tornado to form are not fully understood. Uh, The wind itself is also invisible to the human eye. They only become visible due to the presence of water vapor that condenses into a funnel-shaped cloud within the vortex of the tornado where the air pressure is lower, and then dust and debris also help to make them visible. Uh, So one thing they can use is Doppler radar, which is what you're talking about, as they are forming as the water carried by these storms reflects the radar signal. But meteorologists are only rarely able to spot the actual tornadoes using this technique. This can also mean that the tornado warnings that rely on this method can often turn out to be false alarms, as the supercell thunderstorm detected using the radar don't ever produce a tornado. Again, Jesse, that's exactly what you were saying. Yeah,
1: we we should have read ahead, I just didn't mean to...
0: No, no, I like the fact that, you know, I like local information and (laughs) actual experience of this stuff. Yeah, so Noritarski says many storms that appear primed to produce a tornado never do so. False alarms are problematic because a tornado warning can be disruptive to special events, work and everyday life. And too many cry wolf events will encourage the public to not take action in future warnings and be unprepared when a tornado actually does it. Right. Uh, so to- forecasters are on the side of caution, understandably. Uh, but false alarms lead to fatigue. Um, and can also be particularly problematic in multi-hazard scenarios where tornadoes occur within landfalling hurricanes or alongside flash flooding
3: or with so sharks sharks yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah.
0: so scientists have been listening to tornadoes trying to work out whether they produce a unique sound since the 70s experimental evidence suggests that low frequency infrasound sounds with a frequency range of 1 to 10 hertz is produced while a tornado is taking shape and throughout its life one recent set of measurements for, from a tornado near uh, Lake in Kansas a couple of years ago revealed that the twister produced different a distinct elevated signal between ten and fifteen hertz. In some cases, arrays of infrasound detecting microphones have been shown to pick up the noise produced by tornadoes from more than sixty miles away, and have also indicated that the infrasound is produced before a uh, tornado genesis even begins. Uh, researchers hope that by eavesdropping on these noises, it may be possible to not only hear a tornado coming, but perhaps even predict them up to two hours before they form. So they've been... They've been testing... Oh, here, here we go. Check out this um, oh. this contrived acronym here. The... Uh, the portable kit for the Oklahoma State University has created since uh, 2020. The Ground-Based Local Infrasound Data Acquisition... Or Glinda,
3: okay. aka yep. the Good Witch yep. from
0: the Wizard of Oz.
3: Mm-hmm. Ground. Let's see. So let's think about how you would. Uh, how much of this reverse is is bullshit?
0: Yeah. Well, ground-based. Local, so you're already uh, yeah. you've already put a hyphenated thing in there to not get the B in there. Otherwise, it'd be right. good Glinda. Uh, local. 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 Infrasound data what? acquisition. I think that's actually not that contrived. I think they've actually done a fairly good job. If if you say ground based local infrasound data acquisition as a sentence, I wouldn't instantly go, you've reversed, that. Uh, right. you've backronymed that.
3: But then you've given up on the B, but you've included the N, uh, and local is definitely a bit superfluous, as opposed to what? Long distance, like, whatever.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I missed. Yeah. yeah. Well, local, but it, yeah, okay. And Im- infra, oh, yes, I guess you're getting I and the N, otherwise it'd be, it yeah. should be Gabinda really. Gabida. 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 Yeah. Gabida. Yeah. Uh But anyway, no, fair play. I think that was all right. I- I'll accept it's that right. one. It's- I'm okay with it. They hope that the equipment will help storm chasers to better monitor the development of tornadoes in real time, uh, but requires the equipment to be deployed to the right place at the right time. Some researchers, however, are working on systems that could be left to permanently monitor for tornadoes. One group led by... Roger Waxler, who's principal scientist at the National Center for Physical Acoustics uh, at the University of Mississippi, are planning to deploy four, four permanent arrays of high-tech sensors in South Mississippi to detect infrasound signals, which they hope will provide a way of constantly consistently monitoring and detecting tornadoes. Oh uh, yeah. Um by the way, the the sensors they were using originally designed to detect clandestine, clandestine Uh, nuclear weapons testing. Oh. They are state-of-the-art for detecting signals from extremely large explosions, he says. Which would
3: also generate things in that super low frequency range, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I suppose just the air air speed of that. Yeah. Yeah, 10 hertz is almost, you can almost just like make that just bah, 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 bah.
0: yeah, <laughs> like yeah yeah like... so so Waxel's hoping at one eventually they can get to the point that they can localize a tornado to within half a football field, which I think is the right unit of measurement for this kind of thing, sure mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yep yep um well, we should wrap up the main episode, uh guys, anything to plug, anything people should be aware of coming up?
1: Hmm. No not for me. I'm I'm stuck in this weird move. Um so I should have that done soon and then I'll be back at it. That's been the number one moving during the holidays sucks. Sucks. Yeah. Ugh. but you know, we'll get there.
3: Yeah, nothing on my end. Um just uh, I I guess why well, I'm I, uh, if, you're, if you're out in Joshua Tree, um I guess look at my Instagram and if I've I think I'm going to start doing like this monthly music thing at the Joshua Tree Saloon. So I'll post on my Instagram, Andy T. Wood, if, uh, if you're in the air and you want to come by, JT Saloon sometime in January, and we'll see what it ends up being.
0: Nice. I'm gigging mostly around LA at the moment, but I'll be back on the road in the new year. So I will let you guys know when I'm doing that. But in the meantime, uh, you know where to find us. We are at ProbablyScience.com. That's also where we post all the links to the stories we cover and our Patreon, PayPal, uh, links for people who want to help support the show financially. We appreciate that a lot. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at Probably Science, individually at Jesse Case, at Andy T. Wood, and at Matt And if you have any questions, comments, clarifications, or stories you think we should cover, you can email us, probablyscience at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us, Shane, who has now run off to do shows around New York. And thank you, listeners, for joining us through the medium of downloading and listening to it. And yes, through the majesty me. of
1: sound. We appreciate yeah. your <laughs> yeah. interest. Through
0: the, through the majesty of sound that could be detected at the normal human hearing range. Yep. And doesn't need specialist nuclear explosion-detecting equipment. Uh, we will do an extra bonus story for the patron, uh, patrons, but uh, main show, thank you very much, and we will see you next time. you. Bye. Bye-bye.